if you're listening and I hear you commenting on anyone's weight, I will report your account through our account. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Filtered. I'm Benita. I'm Sharon. I'm Celine. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Hannah. Today, we have a special guest on. Her name is Nina Thomas, also known as Brown Like Curry. Hey! Just a little bit about her. She's a lifestyle vlogger and blogger talking about religion and culture, fashion, and travel. She's a high school English teacher, so everybody's grammar better be on point today. (laughs) (laughs) She's a speaker and preacher of various important topics, including mental health and self-worth, which is what we're going to concentrate on today. Woohoo! Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Do you want to start off just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into talking about self-confidence, self-worth? Sure. I like, like you mentioned, I'm a teacher and I, I think I ended up talking about confidence and self-worth just because it's just something that comes up in our lives. So I, I don't think I actually set out to talk about that, but when you talk about your life, I feel like that's just like a normal part of it, right? Like everyone has dealt with insecurities. Everyone has felt like maybe they don't belong or they like don't fit in somewhere. So I feel like those topics come up because I'll be vlogging and then maybe I like that week or that day, like I feel insecure about how I look, or maybe I am going back to like my high school reunion and like I I don't feel the best about that or whatever and I I think that I ended up talking about those things just because it's a part of life and I think it's one of the biggest parts of life just like learning how we feel about ourselves and how to learn to love ourselves Mm. and I feel like a lot of people like relate with that too you know because people it's like something that everyone goes through but no one really like says it out loud so the fact that you make your channel and you talk about those things I think that's fantastic so thank you yeah no problem I mean maybe I should think about it more before I post it like I think sometimes I'm just like like just post it with that oh my god I feel the same way sometimes (laughs) right before we post this podcast I'm like oh my god I don't even know what I said. <laughs> I know sometimes you have to imagine like no one will hear it. And like, that's the only way you feel okay, like posting whatever. But I mean, I've listened to your podcast before. And I think that like, that's kind of the beauty of it because it feels like you're sitting and talking to a group of friends. And the reason why it feels like that is because you're not like overly censoring yourself or, you know, I mean, you are like still careful about what you're saying, but you're still We're filtering ourselves a little bit. <laughs> Yes, just a a tad, but, you know, appropriate (laughs) amount. (laughs) No, yeah, I think, like, your platform is, like, really important because especially in the brown community, like, these things are, like, so not talked about. So it's, like, crazy to see, like, just a brown girl, like, talking about this in general because there's so many, like, so many of us that go through it, but it's, like, hush, hush. So it's, It's like, you're scared to talk about it because you don't want the judgment. It's, like, refreshing to see that, like, it's being, like, brought up more and more these days. Yeah. And you know, something that I think is really cool is I've noticed that with TikTok, because I think like the barrier to entry is a lot lower, like with YouTube, you have, or even like with podcasts, you have to go through like all these steps to, to share, but I feel like I've never felt more seen than currently because I follow so many 
like brown TikTokers or even like South mm-hmm. Asian TikTokers. And I think if it was YouTube, I don't know if they would have like produced content, but I think it's because it's TikTok and it's so fast and simple. I'll hear like mm-hmm. different perspectives or stories or insecurities. And you like realize you have more in common with everyone than you could have. Yeah, 100% agree. It's like everyone's really living the same life. Yeah. So like in the Brown community, specifically I would say just because we've had experience with that um, appearance tends to be like super important and um, how we present ourselves is super important so like where we go to school like you have to go to a good school you can't go to community college that's like a shame to your family what you do for work like if you own high-end items like it's just crazy the amount of things like you have to keep up this appearance to seem worthy or like valuable in the community which is crazy so like one of the questions we had were what are some things we should really prioritize instead of like materialistic things um when portray one portraying ourselves in the community yeah you know actually this came up like super recently because I I think like even in the bio you guys originally had it said like New York City teacher and I was teaching in New York City for I think it was like I was on the pay scale at year eight, but it was because they counted my residency or something like that. So like I had taught like six or seven years full time. Um, And so like eventually like your pay goes up, right? And so like it starts off like not great, but then it goes up and I got an offer to teach out on Long Island and it's like a much better setting and like calmer, better commute, like all these things that like matter. But I realized when I was like about to accept the job, that I would be taking a $30,000 pay cut. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, and I was like- Just from going to Long Island, just going to Long Island? Yeah, yeah, because the thing is, um, the Long Island school districts, a lot of them are like super competitive and they're like, we have like a lot of candidates for ELA. So if, if you don't want this position, we have like somebody else who would be more than willing to take it. I was able to like kind of negotiate. The issue was that they weren't taking my years. Like they were going to pay me as like a first year teacher. And like, I, yeah. (laughs) And I had to go there and be like, no, (laughs) I'm not going to take this unless, you know, it's a little hard. Yeah. Good for you for talking, like, you know, and standing up for yourself, because I know that's something that I struggle with, but good for (laughs) you to do that. I really sat down and thought about it. And my mom was even like, like, don't take this job. Like, like you were like finally making like, you know, like there's, there's certain appearances, right? Like you want to make like a certain income, especially when you're like, you're a certain age. And my mom's like, why are you taking this job? That's going to like pay you less. Like, why are you choosing this? And I honestly had like, there's this book called free and I forget the name of the author, but it's called free spending your time and money on what matters most. And the concept behind it is you might choose a lower paying job because it's closer to your home or you live in like a smaller house because it's closer by to you, right? Because freedom is what matters to you more than that paycheck or whatever else, or like how, how nice your house looks or whatever. And so I chose this job, even with like the big pay decrease, because I realized that a shorter commute and a good workplace that's supportive Mm-hmm. means a lot more to me than 30,000 yeah. but I don't think anyone in our community like would understand that like like why would you you know like it's a lot of money 
no 100% I agree like in our in the brown community your job is like really held like that is like how you're kind of like looked at you know even like I'm gonna say like even when people are looking for marriage the first thing they ask what is what does a guy do what is like you know what do they do because they associate who you are with kind of how much money you're making which sounds awful but it's like that's how it's all seen and it's actually kind of crazy because it's like it's you wouldn't think that in this world like in this time like that's how this community will still look at it but it is it's like kind of sad no because even like I got a degree for a high high paying job I got a degree for an accountant and the fact like even my my amachi which means grandma in Malayalam um (laughs) she yelled at me the other day because I told her I am not gonna go in that field and she goes but you'll get a good money. You'll be able to support your family if you get a high paying job. And I was like, the Lord will provide I'm a G. I don't, I'm not going into this field. Like I am not going to do something that makes me miserable, but like, it just didn't un- like click in her mind that like what I, what makes me happy versus what will help me support yeah. me financially. I mean, I, I had something similar because um I studied corporate communications for undergrad and I like interned at this like really great like finance company for like one semester. And I knew before I even got the internship that I was planning on leaving. But even then, my mom, my dad, they're like, why would you leave? Like you could make so much money here. But even like interning there over the span of like six months, I just like saw my mental health, like, like not like deteriorate, but like you just like see where you're thriving, right? Like, so like for me in an environment where I have to like sit down all day and like in business, it's like, sometimes like you do like one thing and make it look like you're working the whole, I was also an intern. So like, it was like one thing the whole day. And like, it just felt very meaningless to me. Um, but I don't know. I try to remind myself, like at the end of the day, like I'm the person who has to do that commute or I'm the person who has to like wake up and do whatever. And I have to be mm-hmm. okay with that, you know? So I have to pick a job and everything that like yeah. I like, you know? I feel like sometimes it's hard to like pick um, like your own mental Mm. health over social status. It's like you kind of you're like trying to like be happy, but it's like you don't want to look a certain way. You don't want to like you don't want to be the odd one out. Like you don't want to be like sticking Mm -hmm. out and doing something different, but it's like you're miserable. So it's like you just kind of open your eyes and be like, okay, this is not what's making me happy. Why am I still doing this just Mm -hmm. for the sake of other people to think that I'm like successful or like all this. Yeah, but um what's it called going back to what you guys were talking about with like how you're like you're amateur right um I also feel like it's like a generational thing like back I feel like our the older generation kind of value they have different values than what we have right now because we kind of prioritize and value our um happiness and and her mental health more than um monetary things you know what I'm saying because for them it's if you have money that means that you'll be support like you'll be supported and you'll it it, it equates to um, a better life whereas with us it's like well I could have like a hundred thousand dollar paying job but I could be anxious and just miserable going every single day you know and and for for I feel like for our generation we're just like it's not worth it it's not yeah, I think that sometimes it kind of like is its own filter, right? Like, um, 
if someone really cares that much about it to like not consider you for a proposal or whatever, it's like, maybe I wouldn't want to be that family anyway. You yeah. know, but that's maybe like your opinion. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like even you said you were getting comments from your mom and um, sleep. Celine, you were getting comments from your Amachi, like that does affect your confidence and your decision in making that choice. Like, did I make the right choice? You doubt yourself. So how do you think we can go about like setting boundaries when people like in our communities judge our um, choices or anything in life even? Or even commenting on our appearances and just anything. Or like feeling entitled to like make those like, like, like they think that they can have any say on anything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I literally talked to you once last year. <laughs> I have an example. I was at a conference, not a conference. It was like a church thing. And I was in the bathroom, literally just using the bathroom. And an auntie came up to me and was like, you have pimples on your face. <gasps> and I was like, I can see that in the mirror. I don't need you to tell me that. But like, obviously I didn't respond like that. I was like, ah, yeah, you know, I'm like prepubescent teenager. <laughs> That's what happens. How would I have responded respectfully if I had your advice? You know what's interesting? Like, um, I think I, I actually haven't dealt with it. Like, I mean, I have dealt with it a little bit here and there from like, close odds or like family or I think when I was younger and I was talking to like one of my like church friends about this and she was like yeah they won't say anything because they're like terrified of your mom and I was like what <laughs> they're like yeah they know that if they mess with your shiny shiny auntie's gonna like come after them <laughs> like she's not okay so basically tell my mom to become scarier <laughs> my mom is too nice right now <laughs> no I had it but I mean like I think I mean I don't like particularly recommend like and my mom like she's I think she's proud of it she'd just be like like on when I first pierced my ears that was like a big deal you know and initially she's like oh why do you do that whatever and then she was like hey if anyone says anything to you tell them to come talk to me and I was like okay like I I know now like where to go if um, something happens um but I mean there still are times where like someone will say something or like someone doesn't like care what your mom says or whatever. And honestly, like, I just try not to get too offended by it or to weigh their opinion too much, unless like, like sometimes maybe people do have, maybe they are coming from a good place or maybe some of their opinions are valid, but if it's something that seems like invalid in my opinion or something that I just don't agree with, then I try to have a conversation sometimes because even my mom will say to me like, you're in your late 20s, like, why aren't you married? Or like, you know, or I think when I was younger, I used to get a lot of comments about like, if you lose weight or gain weight, like that was something really big um, during that time in my life. I think now I'm a little older, they feel a little bit, they won't comment as much. Um, But yeah, I think it's kind of like deciding for yourself, like how you feel about something. And sometimes it does hurt, like, um the other day there was like an uncle at my church who told me like like oh it's time for you to get married blah 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 and I took my usual approach which is like making a joke and I was like oh if you look at the bible look like like Abraham and Sarah like they had their own timeline everyone has their whatever mm-hmm. and then he like said to me like oh you need to go for counseling <gasps> and I was just like what and one of my church friends was with me and she was just like 
I'm still like a few days later, she's like, I'm still like shocked. <laughs> like, I know what happened. And yeah, I know your faces are just like, what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Audacity. Sometimes I'm like, where did I get the confidence? Because <laughs> I could use them. <laughs> For real. How did you respond? Because I genuinely, like, if someone said that to me, I don't know how I would react. Like maybe I would walk away and like not even say anything. I think I just like gasped and was like, okay. <laughs> I would literally be like, no, you need counseling. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe I should have been like, yeah, I go to a counselor and it's great. Like, Cause I think in our culture, like counseling's taboo too, right? Like, oh, if you go to counseling, but I'm like, you know what? Like the people going to counseling are probably the most like well-adjusted human beings you'll ever encounter. And I think we would all benefit if we, you know, when we're counseling, it's, it shouldn't be like an insult, you know? It's like, how do they just come up with these things? And I think it's like, I guess it's very different because how they grew up, but like in our brains, it's like, how do you think that's okay to say to someone? But it's to them, it's like, why can't I say it? Yeah, it's, it's hurtful. You know, you're just like, uh, and like, yeah, I mean, I think at the moment I was just kind of like, I know my reasoning for this and I understand culturally why you feel this way and maybe I disagree with like your word choice but I still really like him as a person like him as an uncle and I'm just kind of like accept that he sees it differently than me and like not hold a grudge about that um but yeah I mean it hurts (laughs) so you said that you just have a conversation with him and reason it and don't take it to heart were you always like that because I for me (laughs) I'm a little sensitive I'm trying so hard when these people come at me to not get irritated right then and there and storm off. So have you always been like this confident in yourself and just knowing your ground and, you know? Honestly, I feel like sometimes just like not not internalizing it too much or even like spending too much time with it. Like one tip I learned in counseling was if you're talking to someone and they're like berating you or treating you poorly, just like telling them, like, I feel like you're not listening to me right now or hearing my point of view. So I'm going to step away. And like, if someone really is telling you something that you're or like not letting up about it, just saying like, I really disagree with you. Um, I'm going to step away now. And maybe like walking away is the best point, best thing you could do, because not everyone is right. You're not going to convince them like you're like another thing too, was my, my friend from church was saying like, all we can hope is like the next generation will not have to deal with that. Like our children hopefully will not get those comments and like, we know how that hurt us so we could be better. And again, I think sympathizing, like they come from a generation where that was love or like, that was like coming from a good place. Um, But also like separating yourself if something's toxic, you know, like you don't need to surround yourself in that if, if it hurts you, it makes you feel worse about yourself. Yeah, I think that's what's, like, hard, like, the stepping away, especially, like, if it's, like, you don't want to look a certain way, but I think, like, 100%, I agree, like, sometimes if you're in that, like, okay, I'm constantly getting attacked right now, like, you standing there and taking it is gonna really, like, hurt your own mental, like, health, or because then you're gonna go home and think about everything that they said, so I think 100%, I agree, like, stepping away and, like, getting out of that, like, conversation where it's just like you can't get a word in and it's just them coming coming at you will will 100% be beneficial to like your mental I feel like 
I'm somebody that takes whatever people say and I will think about it forever. Like I still remember every single comment that people have made to me. It may not bother me as much now as it did before, but like, I still remember every single comment made to me since I was little. And I feel like, like I'm talking to the little, the little kids out there, like what those comments say to you, like they're not true. Don't, don't let them affect you. Don't let those bother you because it's just going to ruin you if you continue to continue to think about it. Cause as like, I'm a very big overthinker. And so like, I feel like sitting with these comments, like just mess with your head and like mess with your mental health, like was that, which was said before. And so like find ways to like remove them from your head, like block them out, like mm. don't internalize them. Yeah. I think even like realizing when like something is just like untrue, right? Like or even like, you know, um, like if some, like an auntie said something about like pimples on my face, I'm like, that's just like a part of growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, is there, is there a skin like always perfect, you know? And like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes also like, like they'll <laughs> point a finger at something that sometimes it's projecting, right? Like, like an auntie who is like bigger will like comment about someone's weight, right? And like, we internalize it because we're like, that's really hurtful, but really it's like them projecting their own insecurities. Yeah. I mean, it's not our issue, but like we deal with it. And I think acknowledging like, oh, they probably like are super insecure. Like, like, I don't know. Sometimes that helps me gain a little bit of empathy. Sometimes I forget that like aunties have feelings too. And like, they could be insecure. Like, that's crazy. I forget that they might have insecurities that I might have about myself as well. It's you forget because they're very brutal sometimes. It's like they're making all these comments and you're like, oh, okay. But then you're like, oh, wait. I mean, like, imagine like if someone's looking at you and like analyzing every little thing about you, like, can you imagine how much they're thinking about themselves? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like my mind just like is not trained to like analyze other people like that. Right. Like, like I try to like see the good and like see people as beautiful around me, but if they're like looking at like your face and like tiny things or like tiny things about your weight, like how much are they looking at themselves? Because it's just like so critical and it's almost like they're training their mind to look and feel that way, you know? To anyone out there listening to this podcast, I don't think it is ever okay to comment about someone's weight, whether they're skinny, bigger, media, I don't care what it is. I feel like people are just like, like even like, oh, like, they just feel like it's okay to say anything like oh you look so big or even like for me like I'm very I'm a really very skinny girl and I lost a lot of weight recently so like people will be like you're too skinny like people in church would be like what you're losing more and more weight and I'm like okay yeah I know I lost a lot of weight I'm trying to gain weight why why is weight a discussion at all I don't know why it has to be a discussion but yeah yeah especially if you don't know what that person is going through like health wise they could be going through something and you don't know and you're just saying oh look at her she's too skinny or look at her she's gained so much weight like hello there might be something in the background there that you don't see so like maybe don't comment it I know it's like if it's genuine like someone's weight has no effect on you at all you can totally live your life the same way like without commenting about someone's weight so if you're listening and I hear you commenting on anyone's weight I will report your account through our account I feel like since I was younger I think I was very sensitive about things when I was younger and then I taught myself not to care what people say so at a very young young age I think I was like maybe middle school I know I was like a brat and 
I was very sensitive. High school is when I was just like, you know what, what other people say, I really don't like care anymore. And I kind of like mentally trained myself um, since like from then on to not just not put value on what um, the mass is saying, because everyone has their own opinions. And yeah, like some people can say one day that I look the best and I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Compliments. I'll take it. And then the next week, it's just going to be like, oh, something's off about you. What is it like? Oh, you look tired. You look um, like you look like you've been overworked. You look like you've been losing weight. Are you get, not getting everyone has a comment all the time? Right. So what I like taught myself was I have people in my life, right, my inner circle that I take like what they say to value, like what, what they say, I take to heart. But what everyone else says, I'm just like, I don't really care. I don't know you, you don't know me. So at the end of the day, why should what you say have any effect on what at me and my mental health and what I'm feeling? You know, I feel like that's what I'm trying to learn how to do. Because for me, like, that is a mentality like I like I also go see a therapist as well and like we always talk about this we, we always talk about like I can't care too much about what other people are gonna say because I have no control over that right so it's like I have control about the people I let into my life and who I let talk about me and stuff like that and those are people that I should like if they're taking um criticism to, if they're saying anything towards me like that's what I will take to heart you know but I like for some reason like some random person can say something and I'll be like, oh my God, why did they say that? Like, I'll overthink it to the max. But in reality, I'm like, these people don't even know my middle name. Like, what? They don't even know my birthday. They don't know what color eyes I have. What What are they saying to me right now? And why do I care so much? Yeah, I think also like once you 100%. like feel really secure in fact, like let's say like you woke up and you got ready for church and you really liked your outfit, right? Like if if you feel really secure in that and you know that, then if somebody like I think it's simpler to think of it in terms of like like colors like if someone tells you something is blue when you know it's orange like it's very clearly orange then you're able to kind of be like no like I know what this is you know so I feel like when we know more securely like I like this or whatever then even if someone like comments something negative we're like okay like that's your opinion you know like you just feel differently than I do and that's okay. I feel like that ties into how we define our self-worth and um, how can we ensure we don't find our worth in like the things of this world or like how we look and stuff, but rather find our worth in God. Because I know in our last podcast with Sharon, we talked about how our purpose ultimately is to love Jesus and to love others through Jesus. Yeah, I, I feel like that that grows more when you spend more time with God. And I, honestly, like it's it's still something like I'm growing in, like spending time looking at scripture, spending time praying and looking at what God values, right? Like when something I remind myself a lot about is, you know, um, I'm definitely gonna mess up the verse, but like, you know, like it was like Sol- Solomon in all his splendor was still not dressed like like as beautifully as like the lilies of the valley, right? And I think about that a lot, like, like if we want to feel and feel the best about ourselves possible like like God is the creator of all things right and like what he values is different than what like human beings value so when I look at scripture and I see like oh man looks at the outward appearance but God's looking at the heart of this person right like he's looking at things like this person's character and who they are and how they treat others and brown culture is like 
so obsessed about like the opposite, right? Like how does someone look? What's their stature? What's their job? But scripture tells me that even if someone has all these things, if they don't have love, if they don't have character, like none of that matters. So I think going back to scripture and understanding that and trying to like honor God through my life, I think those are times where I'm able to feel more of a sense of worth rooted in God rather than people. And even if someone like, like the comment about like marriage, right? Like even if like something like that can be hurtful, if I know what what I personally believe God is telling me about something, it doesn't hurt as much, or at least like for me personally. Um, so I think that's important, deciding for yourself and sitting with God. And if you feel like God's on your side about something or like God wants you to do something, I feel like you have a lot more authority and freedom, even if um, someone else comes up to you and disagrees because you're literally like in conversation with God about this. Yeah, that's so true. I think like that's so important, like having a relationship with Christ or God solidifies who you are as well. It's like finding your self-worth in God is through your relationship in Christ. No, yeah, I agree. Because like everybody always says like, it's like you think it's so simple, like oh, spend time and read your Bible, know God more, and that'll like benefit you in, in every aspect of your life. And I've noticed like when I spend more time with God, and sit more in his presence and learn more about who he is and how who he is in my life is when I've been the strongest and when I felt the best about myself and the best about the people around me and it's the days where I forget not that I forget about God but I forget to like spend time with him that I'm like yeah where I don't prioritize is where I just just feel like everything bothers me everything gets to me Also, what you see on social media can also influence you. I've noticed that because when when I was younger, I used to be like, you know, when you have social media, when you're younger, you're like, oh, my gosh, that girl is so pretty. She has this, this and that, yada, yada, yada. And because of that, I, again, realized this and I was like, no, I can't look at that content. You know, I can't make myself feel bad about my like bad about what I have and um where I'm at in my life right now just because someone is doing things on social media right no I agree social media really like messes with your brain especially in nowadays like in our I feel like growing up like I wasn't really like of course we had tv but like mm-hmm we weren't exposed to like TikTok at such a young age, but then I'm like seeing my younger sister who's like watching TikToks and all this stuff. And I'm like, how are you already 10 and like looking at all these people? And like, like I know like, uh, uh, yeah, like all the people her age, like people, all her friends and her, they're like saying, oh, I, I don't look good today or I look too big or I look, I'm like already you're making these comments. You're just 10. Yeah, I think sometimes curating your your feed is also helpful like like I purposely sometimes follow people who are like a similar body type to me like I I tend to carry more weight like in my thighs right so like I find people who kind of look like me and see how they dress because I think if I see someone who looks like me and they're like confident and happy in themselves it gives me a sense of confidence so um yeah I think that helps a little bit and like just finding those creators who 
resonate with me personally. And honestly, now there's so much body diversity in terms of like the creators that you can follow, but you do have to look for it. So I think like that initial step is hard. And then once you have like a feed of people who are like encouraging or like whatever, then it's great. That's so smart. I never thought about it. I would, I would just delete Instagram and be like, I can't see these people. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, that's another method too, right? Because like sometimes like it's just too much, right? Like it's, it's overwhelming. It's like too much information. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I found like a few good accounts like that. And I, I obviously think it's like a, like an influencer who like mentioned that like suggestion, but sometimes like I'll find people who like maybe society would like deem as like not beautiful, for whatever reason. And I see them living at their lives so confident and so beautifully. And it like kind of inspires me, <laughs> but then I've been on the other hand where you see someone who like, you know, who you like grow up wishing you looked like, and then it makes you feel awful. So I guess it kind of goes like hand in hand. Um, talking about like self-confidence and self-worth, especially now that we're older and like, like um, Becky was saying, seeing her younger sister experience things with her friends talking about their self-confidence and how they don't feel like great about themselves on a particular day. How can we help people that are um, experiencing issues with self-worth or self-confidence if we are presented with their issues, if they share that with us. I follow people like, um, I think her name is Natasha Ocean. And she's actually like this fitness blogger. And um, something she said was like, uh, like obviously look at a fitness channel, you're thinking like, oh, everything's about looks and being whatever. And one of her, her biggest things that she like says often that like really sticks with me is, like how you look is like the, the least interesting thing about you, right? Like, so like, yeah, she has a fitness channel and she's like putting energy into her looks in that sense. But like her as a person, like that matters so much more than like how she looks in a photo. And seeing people like that and like surrounding myself with people who like emulate or care about like others and whose main like trait is not like their outward looks, but like who they are as people, I think that helps so much. And yeah, I don't know, like also like letting kids know, like, I think if they see you, like they probably look up to you so much and they're like, you guys are like, like these beautiful, well-established, like older women. And it's like, I don't know about all that, but we try. <laughs> but like, they, they will realize like, oh my God, they deal with insecurities too. Right. And like, they probably are like, okay, like, like I'm not alone. They look at you and they realize like, if you feel this way, like I'm not like, crazy for feeling this way I think it's actually like like I mean unfortunately it's kind of crazy not to feel insecure at times um but yeah I think it just like humanizes it and lets them know like it's okay and even like your beautiful awesome chichis feel like that sometimes thank you for joining us thank you everybody for listening definitely follow Nina on all platforms and follow us on Instagram at filter the podcast There is a link in our bio where you can um, go to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. Send us um, questions, comments anonymously or through DMs. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you, Nina, again for joining us. Oh, she mentioned a book also, um, and we'll, we'll post it on our story so you can get access to it. Thanks, Nina. Bye, best friends. Bye. Bye, everybody. God bless you.